It's time for the PowerMizzou.com podcast with interviews and analysis of your Missouri Tigers. Now, here's your host, Gabe DeArmond. Welcome back to the PowerMizzou.com podcast, week two for 2017 on what, at least for two weeks, is going to be a weekly operation. No promises going forward. But uh, anyway, it is college basketball season, and a lot of places, uh, that's something that is important. In Columbia, Missouri, maybe a little bit less so, but... Brian and I are here to talk some college basketball, and we're going to do so with Rob Doster, who covers college hoops for NBC Sports. Rob, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Probably not as well as uh, Kim, Kim Anderson is doing at this point, but, you know. Ooh, yeah, that's uh, – I've reached out to you because uh, during Missouri's last game against Auburn, you, you retweeted a picture of Mizzou Arena, which was uh, less than full, let's say, and said – it's wild how quickly Missouri's program has fallen to this. And, you know, when when you cover something every day, when you're right there, sometimes you lose the 30,000-foot view. So as somebody who covers teams and games all over the country, I, I mean, just what's your impression when you look at what Missouri now is after the last few years? I mean, it's just a mess at this point, isn't it? Absolutely. I, I, I went through and I'd, I'd have to dig up the stats again, but from – the first classes that Kim Anderson had there, I think that 11 of the 12 people he brought into the program ended up either getting kicked out or transferred out, or 12 out of 13. It was something like that. And the only guy that actually stayed there until he graduated was a junior college transfer. So it's, it's never good when, you, when you're a coach. Like the first couple classes you bring in have to be the classes that kind of like ride you through that early wave, right? They gotta, you got to get enough wins there where you build enough credit up with – your bosses and enough uh, hope amongst the fan base that it says, you know, maybe this thing is going in the right direction. And with Kim Anderson, like, it's just spiraled, man. Like, I, I honestly, I thought this was going to be a pretty good hire when they got him because he brought in a couple guys on the staff that were going to be able to recruit and going to be able to get guys. And when you just looked at what he was able to do, you know, um, where, was it Central Missouri? He was at Central Arkansas? Central Missouri, yeah. Central Missouri, yeah. And he won a Division two national title there. So it's not like this guy can't coach. But whatever is going on there, like I, it's just, it's not working, man. It, it, it was, uh, I think it's seven straight he's lost now overall, right? And yeah. They're zero three in the uh, the SEC. It just doesn't look like they're going to do much to get out of the basement. So it's, um, I don't know, I don't know. They might need another reset there. Yeah, and and I'm not looking to date you, or I don't know how old you are, but like I wrote something yesterday. Look, I remember. I mean, you don't have to be that old to remember when this was a good program, but I remember when it was like probably a national top 20 program when I was growing up, you know? So uh, what's the perspective? Obviously this program's a mess right now. It's not that hard in this sport to get it back to what it was. Is it? I don't think so. I mean, you're in the SEC. You don't really have to do much to be the second best team in that conference. Right. You know, like outside of, outside of Florida and South Carolina right now, like are, is there anybody in that league that, that you think can, uh, you know, is really, that's surmountable to get up to the top three. You know, it's basically Kentucky and everyone else in that league. So it's especially when you have, you know, access to being able to recruit Kansas City and access to being able to recruit St. Louis. Like if you look at the, the amount of talent that's come out of that city uh, in, in recent years, if Missouri can like start tapping into that pipeline, you know, they're going to actually have a chance to be pretty good because there are some guys that come out like Brad Beals from St. Louis, Jason Tatum, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Missouri's a good program, when all these big talented dudes are coming out, then. Uh, you know, maybe we're not looking at a situation where we're going to be asking Commander Anderson to go back into that coffin. Hey, Rob, <laughs> this is Brian. Uh, I was just 
Who are some coaches out there? I mean, the idea is right now, the thought is Kim's gone after this season. Who are some coaches maybe that you would think would be a good fit for to turn the Missouri program around? I mean, I don't know if he would take the job, but if I'm the AD of Missouri, I go to Conzo Barton, right? That's I mean, definitely he, a name that's come up, yeah. He's from the state. He's uh, his, his, he's not very much like Kim Anderson um, in terms of like the style that he coaches and the guys that he's going to recruit and, and the way that he can relate to some of the players that he's going to have to recruit. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know how good of a fit he is out in Berkeley. I think he kind of took that job because he, you know, what was going on in Tennessee was a complete disaster. And that's the other part of it. You know, when you're when you're looking at a guy who didn't have a ton of success in the SEC as recently as like three years ago. Maybe that won't be the sell, but I mean, you're talking, he basically be coming home, right? I mean, he's from St. Louis, so yeah. you got to figure that that's something that would mean a little bit to him. Um, so, I mean, if, if I'm the AD, that I, I go all in on Conza Martin, and then if that doesn't work out, figure something else out. Talking to Rob Doster in NBC Sports uh, College Basketball. And one more that, that kind of relates to Missouri, but not exactly. And then we'll move on, talk a little SEC and, and national college hoops with you. But, when, when you are looking at a coaching change, you talk, you know coaches all over the country. Can you explain for fans, like, we look at a – fans and media may look at a job one way where, where we're looking at things coaches completely aren't looking at. I mean, Missouri fans look at this job and go, they're terrible and they've been terrible for five years and we're never going to get anybody any good. What kind of things does a coach, whether it's Quanzo Martin or somebody else, look at if he gets a call from Missouri – what are the things he's looking at and saying, yeah, good, bad, or indifferent on my list? Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting when you say that because coaches will tell you that jobs like Texas are top five jobs in the business. When you look at the amount of money that the athletic department has, um, the fact that you're in a state that, that turns out a ton of basketball talent, that you actually have the ability to live in a city that's, that's pretty desirable in Austin, and you don't have all that much pressure on you, mm-hmm. you know? And I think Missouri is actually a pretty good job. I, I wouldn't say that it's, um, you know, maybe a, I don't know if it's a top three job in the SEC, but I mean, it's not, certainly not a bad job. And it's probably better than what Missouri fans are thinking because, I mean, you've, you, you've seen that past success. We've already seen it. They have a national recruiting base in Kansas City and, uh, and St. Louis. You're in a league where you're actually able to have success. Like, if you compare a school like Missouri to something like, I don't know, like Minnesota. Or Pittsburgh, and 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 those are kind of. The, I mean, that's probably what you would put it on par with, right? Pittsburgh, like, is it ever going to be a top five, top six program in the ACC with what top of that conference? Is Minnesota ever going to be a better basketball program than you know Michigan State or, or uh, Indiana or Wisconsin or you know Ohio State and all, all the teams at the top of the Big Ten? You don't have that in the SEC, so you got a fan base that you that, that has proven that they'll come to games when the team's good, right? Like I remember seeing pictures of that arena uh, when. Was it uh, Frank Hayes in 2012, right? That was yeah, his first year. year. There was a two seed. And, I mean, they packed that thing out, man, right? Yeah. And, and that arena, I was there for one game. I want to say it was Texas A&M, 2000, the 2012 year, when they, the year that they were top 10. And we went on, like, it was the Martin Luther King Monday. I was on the, mm-hmm. a road trip then. And it was, like, a 5.30 tip on, like, a Monday afternoon because it was, like, a random. They had, like, a big money, right. big Monday quadruple header. And the place was packed. And it was awesome, and it was a terrific environment. And when you're good, I think coaches see that and say, when we're good, we'll be able to, to to get people into the arena. So you combine all that with the fact that there is a natural recruiting base and they're actually able to like, – there is some history there, and you got a league where you're able to actually have some success and move up in the, the hierarchy of the teams. I, I mean, 
I don't think it's a great job. I don't think it's, you know, I wouldn't put it in the same conversation as like giving me the top 10 jobs in the country, but it's certainly not a bad job. Yeah. Rob, the, the SEC uh, kind of down here again in basketball. It seems like we say that every year. I mean, it's Kentucky and then everybody. I mean, wh- what are your impressions of the SEC? It's, it's, I mean, at what point are we actually going to see some of like the returns on the coaching talent coming into that league? Like, Right. Tennessee is getting a little bit better, but they're still probably an NIT team. Auburn looks like they're still a year away. Like Mississippi State, I mean, there's a lot of talent in that program right now, but they're still just kind of, you know, not very good. Georgia's got a lot of talent on those two good guys, but they they've never really panned out. So it's uh, it's it's I wouldn't be surprised if they only ended up getting three bids again. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. weird seeing this, but I think it's just I think some of those like coaching talents that went there are, are kind of realizing that maybe it's a little bit more difficult to win at some of these schools, at least immediately than uh, they initially thought. I will say this though. I think that South Carolina is probably one of the most underrated teams in uh, college basketball at this point. If you look at their schedule and the games that they actually have Cinderella, uh, Stormwell um, available, mm-hmm. they haven't lost yet. And I mean, Jamie and PJ Dozier are, are is probably I'd say out of Yante Mayton and uh, and JJ Frazier and, and Kentucky, that's probably the best one-two punch in the conference. And I mean, they defend, they get after you, they're tough. Frank Martin is, uh, I mean, he, he's turned that into a Frank Martin team. And um, I mean, they're they're really going to get after you and defend. And when they have those two guys offensively, they can make plays and score. It's uh, I mean, that's a good basketball team. So you've got one great team that can play with anybody, two that are pretty good in South Carolina and Florida, and then really, I think it's probably Missouri, LSU, and, and Auburn at the bottom and everybody else in between just throw them in a bucket on any given day. Missouri's at Arkansas this weekend. is uh, And Missouri fans have obviously followed Arkansas a lot since you know their old coach is there. Um, is Mike Anderson, A, can that team make the tournament? And B, if they don't, do you think Mike Anderson's looking for a job? Yeah, I think he's in a little bit of uh, – I don't know if- – saying that he's in trouble is the right way to phrase it, but he definitely is in need of a big season. When you're there, what's he been there for now? Six years? This is his sixth. Yeah, he's made one tournament. Yeah, one tournament. That's just not not a good enough record, um, especially a program that like Arkansas that you know has, has a little bit of history and then has a fan base that kind of expects something out of them. So I would not be surprised if uh, – if, if things keep going the way that they're going, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not really that impressed with them. They, like, you know, Moses Kingsley is quite a talent, and Dusty Hammers can really fill it up. But uh, when you're losing at home to Mississippi State, like that's just that's not a very good sign for your program. And uh, it, let's go national. You you cover everybody. Who's? It, it seems like a year where there's probably six or seven teams in the mix for for the best team. Who's the best team you've seen? Oh man. Uh, probably Villanova at this point, I would say, you know, and, and I think that I would still say that Duke has the highest ceiling out of anybody, uh, but just with everything that's going on with that team, like now Neil Jefferson is hurt. Coach K is out. You know, they, they don't really have a point guard. Um, Harry Giles and Marquise Bolden are farther away than I think we realized they were going to be like that. It's just that team has a lot to do over the course of the next two and a half months to, uh, to get to a point where I think that they'll be able to win a national title. And I just, I, I mean, if, if half of that time coach K isn't going to be there, I don't know if they're going to be able to reach that ceiling. But yeah, for me, it's, um, I mean, it's gotta be, it's gotta be Villanova. It's just what they can do in terms of like the different looks that they can give you. They can play that kind of, I call it the Villanova death lineup where they play 
basically like Chris Jenkins and, and Michael Bridges and uh, and Josh Hart as the front court. Uh, I mean, Hart has been unbelievable. So I, I don't know it's probably the best team for me right now. I do think uh, I'm, I'm sticking with my pick for Kansas, though, of winning the national title. I know that's not going to be that, That's going to be real popular. Yeah, everybody will love that. But I, I just I, I don't want to talk about it too much so people like me in, uh, in Columbia. <laughs> but, I mean, Fr- Frank Mason, like I just – I love watching that guy play, man. He's so tough. He's such a good scorer. He's so efficient. He's so smart. Like he's everything you want out of a college point guard. And and for me, he's uh, right there with Josh Hart as the national player of the year favorite. Hey Rob, what's a team maybe that's off the radar a little bit that you think can make a run in March, surprise some people? Is our Florida State and Creighton on the radar yet? People started picking up on them. I think Florida State, yeah, but I, I don't know if many people are picking up on Clemson yet. Uh, no, Creighton. 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 I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Florida State. I, I think that that win that they had over Duke was the statement that they finally needed, right? Like that team, Dwayne Bacon can score as well as anyone. They got a kid named Jonathan Isaac who is just a freak defensively. He's got a little bit of Brandon Ingram in him offensively. They have Xavier Raton Mays. I don't know if people remember him, but he was mm-hmm. on Andrew Wiggins' high school team. He's a guy that gets you. He had 18 in the second half against Duke, kind of turned that thing around. They're big. They're tough. They can, they can play really big. They can play four guards with Jonathan Isaac at the center. They're they're old. They're tough. They're going to defend you. Like I just I really really like that team and and uh, what Leonard Hamilton has. And, and as far as Creighton is concerned, like I think they're the only team in the country that can score with uh, with UCLA and shoot with UCLA. Like if UCLA is having their best night offensively, I think Creighton's the only team that's going to be able to keep pace with them. I don't know how good they are defensively, but I'll tell you what, I mean, they got a kid named Justin Patton, a center. He's a seven footer. I would not be surprised if he ended up being a lottery pick this year. He's a redshirt freshman. Like he's he's crazy athletic. He's dunking on people, and now he's like throwing lefty bounce passes and lefty skip passes and knocking down stepping threes and scoring in the post. Like he is a lot of fun to watch. So I don't know how long that team's actually going to be able to stay together. But it, while they're here, I mean, it's something that you got to be able to appreciate. I I honestly think that team is better than the one that had Doug Stern. Wow. All right, last one for you. We'll finish up with this, and yeah, it, it works well because you mentioned UCLA and. Look, when you cover a team that, that is irrelevant, I haven't watched as much college basketball this year as, as I would in a lot of years, but I, Lonzo Ball, is he the best player in the country or somebody else? I think he's the most entertaining player in the country just because of what he can do. Like he, he's, he's something that we haven't seen before, right? Like I, Maybe it's Jason Kidd. I'm not old enough to have actually seen Jason Kidd playing college. I mean, I was nine years old when he was drafted, so – I think that he's, he's just something we haven't seen before with his ability to pass and some of the throws that he makes and the way that that UCLA team has kind of built their system around him. Like it, It's a lot of fun to watch. For me, I still say that if I'm, if I'm drafting a team right now out of anyone in college basketball, Josh Hart and Frank Mason are going to be my first two picks. Mm-hmm. But I think I, you know, once you get everybody else, I mean, Lonzo Ball has to be there. The one thing I will say about him is that I think that Josh Hart and Frank Mason and guys like that can kind of thrive in uh, different styles better than Lonzo Ball can. But I don't think that there's a style that you can put Josh Hart in where he will be as effective as what Lonzo Ball is in that offense at that run. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, a lot of good teams around the country. And, uh, and Rob, appreciate you taking some time, man. And uh, who knows, we hope that eventually Missouri plays a game meaningful enough, maybe we'll bump into you in Columbia again. <laughs> maybe, man, maybe. What is the Shiloh's Bar, is that what it's called? Shiloh, be- best ribs in uh, town, man. Yeah, I, I had ribs there, and uh, 
and some Boulevard, um, what was it, Boulevard Wheat Ale or something like that. I remember that. It was delicious. It, it's good so to I know. It. It's good to know you did Columbia right. Yeah, I got to get back there for that, man. I need some real Boulevard. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, Rob. Have a thanks, good Rob. one, man. Take care, guys. Rob Doster, NBC Sports, uh, college basketball, and uh, you know, Brian, like I, we follow this every day, so we have opinions, and I find it interesting. When you talk to national people, and maybe it's just a reflection of how irrelevant Missouri is, but, I mean, I, I listen to Mike DeCourcy. We talked to Rob. Kim might not get another year is the national view. Like, may, may I mean, around here, we all think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. Right. It's Yeah, it, it must just be the fact that they're not around it. They don't see it as much. It's not relevant to them at this point. But, right. I mean, I, it's just hard to imagine – all, I mean, <laughs> yeah. This three years of this and keeping your job, I I don't know. I guess it's anything's possible, as Kevin Garnett said after winning <laughs> the NBA title. But uh, I don't, I don't, I yeah. just don't see it. Yeah. Well, look, guys, we've spent 17 minutes now on Missouri and college basketball, and frankly, that's probably more than we intended to spend because we understand that that it's not holding people's attention right now, and there are two months left in the season. But really. It's not that big a deal for Missouri fans, so we're going to kind of transition to football, football recruiting, all that, and, and let's just start in football. Um, best team won the national title on Monday night? Yeah, I think so. I, I yeah. It looked like it watching it. It wasn't like any fluke stuff. It's just yeah. lining up, and I mean, I guess people were calling out those pick plays, but I mean, that's stuff that happens all the time, every play. I mean, Alabama knows that's coming. They, you're supposed to prepare for that and set it up so you don't get caught up in it. But I, I don't know. I mean, Deshaun Watson played, I mean, one of the best games yeah. I can I, remember in a championship game. It, I, was, it was crazy fun to watch. I know that. I don't know if the best team won the national title. I know the best player did. Right. Um, and, yeah, there's been two times that a guy's thrown for 400 yards in a national championship game. Both of them have been Deshaun Watson. So, uh <laughs> And by the way, he had another year. I thought it would have been great if he would have come out after the national title game and said, I'm coming back. We're going to do this all over. No, it would have been dumb, right. but I thought it, it would have been Selfishly, cool. so you could watch right. him again in college one more year. But, yeah, the, the prudent move is definitely to take the money and uh, enjoy the NFL life. I'm hoping I get to watch him again because, look, if he's there at, like, 28, he's a perfect understudy to Alex Smith. So that's, <laughs> that's what's going to happen in the NFL draft in April. But – I want to talk a little bit about Clemson and how it relates to there's there's been a lot of talk in the last week like look Clemson's not a blue blood like they're not one of these programs that you just line up and if you don't play for a national title you haven't done your job mm -hmm. but I, I they are a very good program I I think that what Dabo Sweeney has done there is take them from one of those next tier programs to boy they're I mean, right now, they are a blue blood. But, look, they don't have the history of Oklahoma, Ohio State, USC. But right now, they've gone from – they've done what Virginia Tech never could do, what Oregon never could do. Right. They broke through to we're in the discussion all the time to we broke that glass ceiling and we actually did it. Right, yeah. I, I think – didn't they win a national championship maybe in 82, the 80s? Yeah. and then they were on probation and there right. were some issues. Yeah. So there, there is some history there, a little bit. Not like you said, not like the – big blue buds like Alabama and Oklahoma, but yeah, it's impressive for them to get it turned around. He, Dabo's done a great job coaching that program up and, and, and been able to recruit at mm -hmm. an Alabama level pretty much not, maybe not quite as high, but they've been pulling in 
big-time players. They got quarterbacks lined up for years that are committed there, um, guys that Missouri was after. and Number one guy in the country two years in a row. Right. So it's uh, – I don't know. I mean, just where they're at, South Carolina, the football is a little different down there than it is. It's I know it's the ACC, not the SEC, and it means more in the SEC. But It, it, it just means more, yeah. <laughs> um, they're able to still feed off that passion, I mean, of, of the region and something – the. The fan base is really strong. I know the Death Valley has always been a tough place to play. So I know Missouri fans were kind of hoping they could take that kind of step in like 07 and 08 and mm-hmm. just didn't quite happen. I don't know if there's still a chance one year down the road, maybe. I mean, I guess, I mean. Well, and that's kind of the discussion I want to have is like, look, is what Clemson is now, is that a realistic goal for Missouri? Frankly, I don't think it is. I, I don't think, because Clemson has been there now three years in a row. Right. They're probably going to be there. For three more years, and you know. It, a lot of it just comes down to geography. They're right, right there by Florida. They're right there by Georgia. Mm-hmm. They're South Carolina, North Carolina. All, I mean, all the way up to Virginia and D.C. have players that can come down and play for them. Yep. Um, Missouri, I mean, there's football's getting better in the state of Missouri. 2018 class is proof of that. It, we'll see 2019 if it, it's probably not going to be as good, but maybe it won't take a huge step back. Right. Um so it's getting better, but it's just it, there's so many players down there in that part of the country. It's yeah. it's easier to get a program going. It, the what, the the two programs that always come to mind for me, what is the ceiling for Missouri? What should Missouri model itself after? Really, there's three: Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, Michigan State. Yeah, like you, those programs start every year knowing, look, we're gonna win seven. Mm-hmm. Like we know we're going seven and five. And most years, we hope to do better than that and get to eight and nine. And some years, we're going to break through and win 10 and win right. our division. And then once every now and again, when the stars align, Wisconsin has not played for a national title. Right. Uh, I think they won the Big Ten somewhat here recently. Yeah. A couple years ago. They went to the Rose Bowl, I'm pretty right. sure. They've definitely gone to the Rose Bowl. So, you know, so that's kind of the goal. Michigan State, um, they were – you know, on the edge of the yeah, playoff very close, yeah. here a couple of years ago. Virginia Tech played for a national title in 1999. Hasn't since, but they're always good. And if you're good enough, you get a chance to to be great sometimes. Right. And, and I know people, do, people want to hear we can be great every year, but I, it, the whole point of this discussion, I don't think what Clemson is right now is realistic for Missouri, especially yeah. in the SEC. I do think what Wisconsin and Virginia Tech are now is is reasonable and Michigan State look Michigan State had an awful year this year Virginia Tech's had some seven and six seasons like that's going to happen most places like there's a generation of Missouri fans now who thinks five and seven this should never ever happen to right. us dude wake up it happens everywhere yeah it's uh I mean fans got spoiled by those years in the uh 2000s through the last two SEC championship games they went to so I guess it's understandable from their perspective if that's all you're kind of used to. But, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely say those three programs are ones that if you can get to that level consistently, that I mean, you'd have to be really happy with it. Now, the problem is none of those programs are in the SEC going right. against, you know, the likes of Florida, Georgia. The SEC, it, it's the depth. But, and we'll kind of finish up, we'll hit some recruiting here at the end, but finish up this part of the discussion with, all right, man, like, I know I, like, get my SEC card revoked all the time, but. <laughs> The ACC, yeah, like it's right there. Yeah, the, it seems they've been living off here lately. Better quarterback play, mm-hmm. Jamie Winston, Deshaun Watson, some guys like that. That I mean, even when Alabama wins, like with I don't I'm trying to think like Greg McElroy or guys right. like that. I mean, 
it's not because the quarterback was great generally. He was doing his job more than making mistakes. But if, I don't know if there's some young guys that there's Jacob Eason down in Georgia. Maybe he's going to be somebody like that. Um, I don't. I mean, I Drew Locks. Right. I mean, I wouldn't say he's probably going to be quite that good, but he he's got he's yeah. definitely got some skills. So I don't know. We'll see if if the SEC. I don't know if that just comes down to kind of hitting it and recruiting or if there's better coaching going on in the ACC with the quarterbacks or different systems. I think it's kind of cyclical, too. There's Mm -hmm. been a decent amount of turnover in the SEC. I mean, Ole Miss fell back. But, I mean, you look in the ACC, you mentioned Clemson and Florida State, and look, they're the big ones. But Virginia Tech is is a good program. Uh, Louisville, people forget they're in the ACC sometimes. Pitt, look, Pitt beat Penn State and Clemson this year. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a good – it, like, it's not a great program. Miami's but, turning around. Yeah, it's a good, solid, middle-of-the-conference program. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it's going to be a discussion on Paul Feinbaum's show quite a bit, I'm guessing, <laughs> over the next several months until the season gets going. Has the ACC passed the SEC? I don't know what Phyllis's take on that would be. Yeah, well, I the only thing I can promise you then, if it's a discussion on that show, I will not have heard it. So, uh, <laughs> All right, so football recruiting dead period is over. Um, reports on Power Mizzou from Josh Helmholtz today. Barry Odom's going to be at East St. Louis. Mm-hmm. He's going to hit some other schools in the St. Louis area. This is really that combo time where, yeah, you're looking at 2017 kids and looking to close out the class, but this is also really that time you go in and meet with a coach and say, hey, coach, point out some of these kids right. that I'm going to be looking at in the next year or two. I know I talked to Dallas Credit last night and uh, I traded some messages with Ronnie Perkins and they're both expecting coaches to come through. Perkins already knows Missouri's coming through to watch him on Friday. Um, <clears throat> Brick Haley's down in Louisiana. Louisiana, according to a recruit that just got offered last night. So yeah, the guys are out on the road. They're checking in with people. They, you got, especially in St. Louis, you're going to have to make sure you go and see those 2018 kids. They're going to, mm-hmm. I mean, they they notice things like that. They know coaches can be on the road, and they notice if they haven't been by to see them. Um, you hate to classify people as, like, high maintenance, but that's just how recruiting goes. you got to make sure you're out and and having your face in front of these guys. I mean, these this def- defensive line class in 18 is – something that they really need to take advantage of. And to me, it's not so much high maintenance. Look, these kids are going to do this once in their lives. Right. You know, I remember years ago, we used to have some rivals combines, and we had a former college coach talk to these kids, and he'd say, look, this coach who kissed your butt and told you how much he loved you and recruited you for a year and a half, the first day you show up on his campus, that dude's gone. Right. Like, he doesn't exist anymore. He wants to kick your butt Right. (laughs) So enjoy it while you're going through it. I hold nothing against these kids. God knows I would have loved it when I was 17 years old. Nobody, shocking if you see me, recruited me to do much of anything (laughs) in college. But, uh, you know, so, um, again, Odom at East St. Louis. Look, we'll find out some more. I mean, Ray Estes, he may come here. Jeff Thomas, we think he probably won't. Think about where the coaches are responsible. I'm guessing Ryan Walters is probably in Texas and maybe Joe John Finley, too. I know they both yeah. are down in those areas. Some um, Josh Heupel, it's Heupel's hard to say. in Florida sometimes. Yeah, he's he could be anywhere. Yeah. Um, who else? Cross is in Texas and St. Louis. Yeah, and then uh, I, I guess LRB kind of in the Tennessee. Right. I don't know who they got on the road for Coach Brown right now. I would guess it's yeah. probably Coach Fodley, but maybe not. Um, yeah, that that would be my guess. I know when Jackie Ship left, AJ Fodley was out on right. the road. So. Yeah. And they'll check in with a lot. Of, they'll do one final run through with a lot of these committed kids, mm-hmm. and then really, and especially hit the ones that 
hey, maybe they're going to take other visits. Like if they want Ray Estes, they're going to make sure to see Ray Estes. They're probably going to check in with Aubrey Miller and go, hey, right. just want to make sure you're right. not taking other trips looking around. Um, Pompey so, Coleman might be a guy like that. Or well, no, he pa- should, I'm he'll sorry. be on campus. Hiron White. I got my tall right. left tackles confused there. Yeah. So, yeah, Hiron White is a guy that's gone really quiet since he committed to Missouri. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, I haven't, no one's heard anything about him taking visits, but he'd definitely be a guy they probably want to check in on, check with, because. He's had a few teammates decommit and commit other places, and there's a lot of them going to Colorado and moving parts. So Yeah, and uh, last thing, as, so far as we know, no official visitors to Missouri this weekend. Unofficially, uh, James Foster, quarterback out of Alabama, was going to come, had a, a death in his family, and isn't making the trip. Look, I think this worked out perfectly for Missouri because we're about to be under three-quarters of an inch of ice for the next yeah. three days. Like, I think what you would run into is kids getting into Lambert tomorrow and going, I can't go anywhere. Like, right. they couldn't get to Columbia. I think it, it, it was no pre-planning. It was just good fortune that Missouri doesn't have anybody coming in this week. Yeah, it definitely seems like that. I know, um, I mean, flying into Columbia, I had an experience with that. Uh, took two days for my son to get mm-hmm. from uh, Salt Lake to uh, Columbia because of delays. The last ice storm we had. So, yeah, you'd, if – it's good fortune for them for sure that they don't have to mess around with that because it's just it's you can't control it obviously and then it just creates headaches and and the kids and know frankly you can't, it makes a kid not want to come here right and and they even know you can't control it but it's still a pain for them and then it just it sours the whole taste for them yeah I mean if if you're flying in a kid say say James Foster had come if you're flying in a kid from Alabama who I don't know he's probably seen snow and ice before but it's <laughs> yeah. not real common and his first impression is oh, my God, I just got off the plane, and I can't feel my face, and I just fell on my ass on the runway. <laughs> I, it, like, that's not what you want. No, not at all. That's uh, – I, I mean, I know I, the, the, seeing the snow is probably exciting for him a little bit, but I mm-hmm. wonder how many kids are just like, I'm not going up there. I'm not dealing with that weather, especially the Florida kids and all that. I, I, yeah. I think maybe the, this is kind of changing directions, but I've, I've always thought maybe that's one reason why Missouri fans – always lean Big Ten first instead of just as, weather. Yeah, just because, be. I mean, just more used to it up there. But yeah. that's neither here nor there now. Well, and and look, if, I've, if I'm a recruit, and we'll finish with this, I, I'd be interested to see what you'd say. But if I'm a recruit and I get five official visits, like, look, I'm, I'm just going to pick where I'm going to go to school, and the visits are not really going to be necessarily that same place. Like, I'll take an unofficial visit to check out Mizzou or Tennessee if that's where I want to go. But we're talking December and January. I'm going to USC. Yeah. I'm going to Miami. Hawaii. I'm going to Florida. I'm going to Hawaii, who, by the way, Hawaii has to have offered you to allow you to take an official visit. Oh, really? So if they have not offered you a scholarship, you can't take a visit that, there. That's just a Hawaii thing? Because I know. Yeah. yeah. That, that's the University of Hawaii. So if they've offered me, I'm going to go there. And then number five, like probably Arizona State. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Just give me um, nice, warm, especially if I'm from Columbia, UCLA, Missouri. I know you said USC, but UCLA, San Diego yeah. State, because yeah. San Diego. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I would definitely turn them into little mini vacations it, it, if I could. Yeah, if but I'm, I'm sure from the coaches Columbia, know Missouri, that, and they're like, I'm getting some sun in January. <laughs> I bet the coaches understand that, and they're like, uh, I don't know how serious. I mean, because they they don't want their time wasted either. Yeah. I guess so. But but that kind of my last question. This is this is what we finish on, and we're gonna do it for football and basketball. All right, you are the number one player in the country. You can take – it doesn't matter where you're from. I don't care. You can be from Jeff City or you can be from Maine, whatever. You're the number one player in the country. Green City. You know you can pick up the phone and say, 
hey, coach, I want to come here, and every coach in America is going to say, okay, let's start with football. What five programs do you visit? Oh, well, I mean, just based off of how are now. Let's take Missouri out of this okay. because we cover Missouri, and we right. don't want people going, well, they said they wouldn't even visit Missouri. We're not going to talk about Missouri. Missouri's out of this. Yeah, I'd say probably um, definitely USC, um, Alabama, uh, let's see, Florida State probably, Clemson now, I mean, after they won the championship, and then, hmm, maybe Michigan. I know it's yep. cold up there, but just the big house, and although I'm not a big Jim Harbaugh fan, so yeah. I don't know how that would work out, but. Yeah, I go, I, I go Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, mm-hmm. um, Oregon. Yeah. Because, like, I want to see the waterfalls and stuff in the, yeah. in the locker That's room. That's a good one. And uh, and I got one left. I don't know, man. I'd take I'd just take it somewhere like I'd never been. Right. Probably that I that I wasn't gonna go like maybe Washington or uh, you know just just some place that University that of Alaska Anchorage. Yeah. Some place <laughs> I'd never been. Go North Dakota State. You know, go go check out a, a new area of the country. So all right, same question for basketball. I'll, I'll give my five first. And again, we're taking Missouri out of it. I'm taking Kansas out of it because like my background, I can't ever take an official <laughs> visit to Kansas. It ain't gonna work. Like. Look, I think you got to visit Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, – I don't think I'd ever go there, but I think I'd visit Duke. Yeah, I don't you think know? I – yeah. I, well, Just, I, I mean, I might go North Carolina instead of Duke, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't visit both, but but I think I'd visit Duke. This is a lot harder for me in basketball. Um, boy, because, like, I, Indiana doesn't hold any appeal for me. I guess maybe UCLA, but that doesn't hold a ton of appeal for me. I've got a hard time thinking it in basketball mm-hmm. uh, outside of outside of Kentucky and Duke. Where would I go? I, I'm not real sure. I've actually thought about this before because at one point in my younger life, I thought I could be not a D1 player, but yeah. like playing basketball. And uh, I was, <clears throat> I always thought the idea of playing for like a. Uh, a private school in a big city like St. John's or DePaul, even though I know they're not great programs, but just the idea of of being on a smaller campus, but it's still in a huge city like that, always kind of appealed to me. Then I would definitely go to Kentucky for a visit and in North Carolina. And then the last one, I don't know, let's probably, probably UCLA, like you said, something out west. I don't know, maybe maybe USC even though they're not quite as good San Diego State's a small in a smaller conference but San Diego is such a great city right. yeah maybe maybe I might go to Florida Gulf Coast and yeah actually I did lie earlier I might go to KU and just like see if I could get them to break NCAA rules for me <laughs> sabotage <laughs> you know just just kind of throwing that out there so anyway uh you know thanks to Rob Doster talked a little bit of a uh, little bit of college hoops and tried to touch on some other things, a little bit more of a kind of scattershot, lighthearted, all-over-the-place podcast. We will, look, next Thursday is going to be the day before visits. What do we know about, Brian? Something like 14, 15 kids over the yeah. last two weekends right now, right? Right, yeah, that's kind of the number we were hearing. We haven't, we got a few names in the visit uh, database already, but there's definitely going to be some added to it. Um, I've heard there's still some big names in play out there. It'll be, should be a fun two weeks here for Missouri fans. Yeah, and there may be a surprise, and look, if we know about it, it's not a surprise. So we don't know about it now. Maybe by next Thursday we'll know about it. But thanks for listening. Uh, Hit us up again in seven days.